Evening prayer starts on page 21. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Dearly beloved brethren, the scripture moveth us in sundry places to acknowledge and confess our manifold sins and wickedness, and that we should not dissemble nor cloak them before the face of Almighty God our Heavenly Father, but confess them with an humble, lowly, penitent, and obedient heart, to the end that we may obtain forgiveness of the same by his infinite goodness and mercy. And although we ought at all times humbly to acknowledge our sins before God, yet ought we chiefly to do so when we assemble and meet together to render thanks for the great benefits that we have received at his hands, to set forth his most worthy praise, to hear his most holy word, and to ask those things which are requisite and necessary, as well as for the body as the soul. Wherefore, I pray and beseech you, as many as are here present, to accompany me with a pure heart and humble voice unto the throne of the heavenly grace, saying, Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. I forgot to announce before our psalms tonight, um, and the rota is different, but the correct psalms are 93 and 98. Uh, Psalm 93 begins on page 457, and 98, uh, we skip to 461. The Lord is king, and hath put on glorious apparel. The Lord hath put on his apparel, and girded himself with strength. He hath made the round world so sure that it cannot be moved. Ever since the world began hath they, thy seat been prepared. Thou art from everlasting. The floods are risen, O Lord. The floods have lift up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The waves of the sea are mighty and rage horribly. But yet the Lord who dwelleth on high is mightier. Thy testimonies, O Lord, are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house forever. 
Moving to Psalm 98 on page 461. O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. With his own right hand and with his holy arm hath he gotten himself the victory. The Lord declareth his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and truth toward the house of Israel, and all the ends of the world have seen the salvation of our God. Show yourselves joyful unto the Lord, all ye lands. Sing, rejoice, and give thanks. Praise the Lord upon the harp. Sing to the harp with a psalm of thanksgiving. With trumpets also and shalms, O show yourself joyful before the Lord the King. Let the sea make a noise, and all that therein is, the round world, and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands, and let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he has come to judge the earth. With righteousness shall he judge the world, and the peoples with equity. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twenty-fifth chapter of the book of Job. Then Bildad the Shuhite answered and said, Dominion and fear belong to him. He makes peace in his high places. Is there any number to his armies? Upon whom does his light not rise? How then can man be righteous before God? Or how can he be pure who is born of a woman? If even the moon does not shine and the stars are not pure in his sight, how much less man who is a maggot and a son of man who is a worm? But Job answered and said, How have you helped him who is without power? How have you saved the arm that has no strength? How have you counseled one who has no wisdom? And how have you declared sound advice to many? To whom have you uttered words? And whose spirit came from you? The dead tremble, those under the waters and those inhabiting them. Sheol is naked before him, and destruction has no covering. He stretches out the north over empty space. He hangs the earth on nothing. He binds up the water in his thick clouds, yet the clouds are not broken under it. He covers the face of his throne and spreads his cloud over it. He drew a circular horizon on the face of the waters, at the boundary of light and darkness. The pillars of heaven tremble and are astonished at his rebuke. He stirs up the sea with his power and by his understanding he breaks up the storm. By his spirit he adorned the heavens. His hand pierced the fleeing serpent. Indeed, these are the mere edges of his ways, and how small a whisper we hear of him. But the thunder of his power, who can understand? Here endeth the first lesson. Together the Magnificat. On page 26, my soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, 
and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixteenth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Then the Pharisees and Sadducees came, and testing him, asked that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said to them, When it is evening, you say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red, and in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. Now when his disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said to them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, O you of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Do you not yet understand or remember the five loaves of the five thousand and how many baskets you took up? Nor the seven loaves of the four thousand and how many large baskets you took up? How is it you do not understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread, but to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees? Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. From that time Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord. This shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desire, desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? 
or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Assuredly, I say to you, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Here ended the second lesson. Together, Nuke Dimittis on page 28. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence He shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life of everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord, we beseech thee, grant thy people the grace to withstand the temptations of the world, the flesh, and the devil, and with pure hearts and minds to follow thee, the only God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. It's um, Saturday night, so we're coming to the end of Trinity 18. Um, this morning, Joel West said that this was one of his favorite colics, and I have to tell you, I, I agree with him. I think this is a really, really good colic that we have. We're, we're kind of reaffirming our baptismal vows, vows and um, asking God to protect us from the world, the flesh, and the devil. Uh, there seems in our uh, to be a subtle theme tonight uh, about our understanding of who God is running through these passages. The Psalms give insight into God. Job states his opinion and asks his questions, challenging his friends and subtly changing God's, challenging God's justice. 
but it leads us to a path of true understanding and our proper response to God. So it's really about living as a person of God. So we see in Psalm 93 that God is mightier than nature. In Psalm 98, that he remembers his mercy and is faithful to his people Israel, and that he is coming to judge the earth with righteousness. And then we read in Job 25, which is Bildad's last speech, Job's so-called friend, and Bildad speaks his nonsense. And then in Job 26, we have Job's response. So Bildad's third speech is uh, restated the same theory that God's majestic, which is right, and exalted, which is right, and that man was sinful. And then he pointed at Job, especially you, Job, because he couldn't hold in his in his um, in his pea brain the fact that um, that he that God could be merciful and wonderful, and still uh, good people could still suffer. Um, it just didn't work for him, and that didn't help Job at all. So Job responded to Bildad's, Bildad's lack of concern and um, showing that his, all his friends' theological and rational words missed the point. And when Robert was reading, I don't know if you, you picked it up in those first four, four um, verses, but he asked him how, 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 and finally whom and whose. So in other words, what he was saying is you really don't know and you're not much help. And in the end of it, um, Job says in verse 14, indeed, these are the mere edges of his ways. And how small a whisper we hear of him, but the thunder of his power, who can understand? And it kind of reminds me of Elijah, who experienced God this, this week in morning prayer. He, um, he experienced God in the wind, the earthquake, and the fire, and heard God's whisper. And the lesson from that was that God was in charge, even when Elijah couldn't see or hear him because he was whispering. And Job is on the verge of wisdom, except he still kind of has a, a lingering question and and um, it's kind of an insinuation that uh, even the human courts are faster than, than God when it comes to justice. So in our lives, we experience some, some of what Job feels, and at times we share his feelings of oppression and overwhelmness and abandonment. And there are even times probably when, like Elijah or Jonah, we just want it to be all done with it. Uh, and this is where we start with Job. We, we, instead of running away from these feelings, we dive into the dark, ugly feelings, that we try to avoid facing. Um, when we get angry, depressed, pressed in on all sides, we tend to wonder what is happening. And like Job, maybe even touch nearer wisdom, but we still um, have to realize that we turn not to friends. Uh, they aren't useful. Um, Job's encounter with God will lead him to restoration. And, and our experience with Jesus in our prayer and in the Eucharist and him living through his and calling him to live uh, not only in us, but with us and through us. That, that's where we can uh, work through, and, and to do that, we have to be truthful. And God's, God's really okay with our feelings, as long as we're truthful about it, and we let him come in and work in us and through us. So even, even like we see in Matthew 16, even the disciples who've been with Jesus for some time don't fully get who he is. And uh, he told them to beware of the bread of the Pharisees, and uh, they thought it was because they forgot, they forgot the bread. And so what I'm thinking from that is, is we got to stop trying to figure every little thing out. All th and then the verse, all things work together for good for those who love God. We've got to stop ruminating on every aspect of our lives and how it might turn out for good. And just stay faithful and steadfast and let it happen in God's time and remember that still small voice. So Jesus answers the question of who he is. He affirms Peter's assertion that he is the Christ, the son of the living God. 
And of course, Peter later felt like he's got to correct the creator of the universe and say, that's not the way it's going to happen. And as a result, he goes from, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, to get behind me, Satan. So our collect again asks us to grant us the grace to resist the world, the flesh, and the devil. And we do this by staying in our prayer. And we grow in our faith. We allow Jesus to live not only with us, but through us. And this is what mortals misunderstand, that um, all of this that happens to us, all these things that seem bad, uh, in the fulfillment of the, the kingdom, the things that we think that no future bliss can make up, like Job's life will ultimately be restored to him many fold, but that might not make up for all the pain. But once we get into the, the fulfillment of the kingdom, we look backwards and even that agony turns into glory because it's, we, we've lived it through Jesus. So probably a little bit nebulous, but um, those are my thoughts tonight. Let's finish with the intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Good to have Robert uh, co-lead with me today, tonight. It's really good to have all of you with me. Just uh, love praying with you. Thank you. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you both.